Hello, my name is Will Mueller. My wife Beth and our family have been a partner in ministry with White Oak Christian Church for four years. If you are following along with the White Oak Christian Church Bible reading plan, we will be focusing our time and attention on Luke chapter 21 verse 5 through chapter 22 verse 30. Here, the reading in the Gospel of Luke tells us of when Jesus is nearing the end of his earthly life. He is in the temple of Jerusalem and is surrounded by his disciples and many others that have gathered. Many are awestruck and captivated by the beauty of the temple. Jesus has a message for them. These passages then conclude with Judas's betrayal of Jesus while they were preparing for the Last Supper. I encourage you to read through this entire passage on your own to allow the Holy Spirit to speak to you. Today, I'm going to focus on chapter 21, verses 5 through 8, as these verses really spoke to me in my current season. I will be reading from the New International Version, starting in verse 5. Now, some of his disciples were remarking about how the temple was adorned with beautiful stones and with gifts dedicated to God. But Jesus said, As for what you see here, the time will come when not one stone will be left on another. Every one of them will be thrown down. Teacher, they asked, when will these things happen? And what will be the sign that they are about to take place? He replied, Watch out that you are not deceived. For many will come in my name, claiming, I am he, and the time is near. Do not follow them. Luke chapter 21, verses 5 through 8. Now, what is this passage saying? Jesus' message to the followers who were at all with the temple was very direct. He attempts to divert the attention of his audience from their fascination with the temple to the things that are more important, things that align more with his purpose. Those listening to Jesus in the temple, however, remain concerned with what will happen to the building. In response, Jesus moves from discussing a specific catastrophic event to more general statements about the coming of false prophets or those who often speak from selfish ambitions and with dishonest messages that are not from God. He warns of those who will come in the future claiming to be him delivering these false messages. What do these passages mean? Like the beauty of the temple, the things we sometimes idolize are not always sinful in and of themselves. In fact, they are often good things, which have been gifts from God. The problem comes when we forget the giver and instead worship the gift. When we expect a gift to function as our God, rather than enjoying it with gratitude toward God, we twist its intent. Secondly, we must be on the lookout for false teachings. We must remain close in relationship with God in order to remain in close relation to the truth, as to know God is to know truth. And what does this tell me about God? As I reflected on these Bible verses, I'm reminded that God is sovereign. He is the ultimate source of all power, authority, and everything that exists. But the way I like to think of God's sovereignty best is simply to say, God is in control. These verses also remind me that God loves us and cares for our well-being. Jesus' warnings tell me that he cares enough to say, watch out. When my children were younger, I would often say, watch out, when they were about to do something that I felt could be harmful to them. I did this because I loved them, and I didn't want to see something bad happen to them. As God's children, he cares for us in the same manner. Now, what does this tell me about people? Well, by nature... We are all sinners. 
We are all vulnerable to distractions of this world. We are susceptible to the, the temptations of Satan, who knows our weaknesses well. We are open to his attacks. However, we are also resilient in the power of Christ. We have the ability to shed these vulnerabilities by donning the armor of God, as we are told to in Ephesians 6, verse 11. We can remain protected and can stand firm against the false teachings and the material things of this world that distract us from real life in Christ. Now, how would I live based on what I have read? Well, first and foremost, I need to heed these teachings of Christ. I need to not underestimate the impact of the temptations and distractions of which I may face. I must not give in to the fears that are placed upon me by worldly circumstance. I must remember the sovereignty of God and pray for his spirit to be my guide in all aspects of my life. In order to free my capacity so that I may fulfill my calling, I must not allow myself to become physically, emotionally, and spiritually drained by my fears and anxiety over things in which only God has control. Now, in closing, I challenge you to review these passages further. What distractions of this world act as barriers between you and your relationship with God? What can you do practically to help prohibit Satan from inflicting his schemes on you?